What's up, humans? It is me. It is at Fruity's Alex here once again. Thank God it's finally happening. Fugs is back. Fruity's Ultimate Game Show. We've had a bit of a break, but we're bringing back the ridiculousness of this Fruity's fantastic factory fun time. And with me at this time is the head honcho of the World Wrestling Federation, Chris Thunder. How are we doing, man? Yeah, really good. I'm really looking forward to this. But um, yeah, much like the rest of the podcast, it took a break and now we're back. And um, I suppose the last time we were back, we were talking year two, month seven, but it's been a while for the humans. Do you have uh, sort of what twists are in play for any long-term listeners? Uh, yeah, so the last twist drawn were... You drew uh you drew a loose twist to opponent. That was fun. Uh I I drew a random free agent. You drew a wellness violation. Typical. I drew I drew a hand pick free agent. Um wow. WCW also released Dory Funk last month. Uh, I believe there's a couple of doesn't work for me brothers in play at the minute. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a list here somewhere if you want me to have a quick look. Yep. Okay. Huh. Okay. So from my last notes, uh, Alex had a, that doesn't work for me. He had a, or is that me? Oh, no, 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 that's me. Aha, now I see where I got mixed up. I had a, that doesn't work for me, a block, uh, a pick my own twist, and a second that doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Alex has him play a, that doesn't work for me, as he used his block at the end of um something to fugs with. Yeah. That's all I have in play at the moment. So I've actually gone back and listened to those most recent two shows, the uh, Something to Fugs With and Month 7, to sort of see if I'm still on track. And over the course of the break, I've probably rewritten this show about five times. (laughs) Dude, um, should, should we just go completely full disclosure about this episode in particular? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go on. Um... We have recorded this before, months ago. Like, what? Uh, October, November-ish? November. November, yeah. yeah. We recorded this in November. The file got lost, uh, much like a lot of episodes, which is why we've just had to start fresh this new year. So the twists and releases dr- that happened on that episode are still in still just gonna happen yeah so i might as well just like straight up say uh starting next month uh like you've got your second doesn't work for me brother you you uh drew that on the initial recording of this and i drew a war games card uh which works out well and you'll see why (laughs) um And 
Yeah, we'll go over the releases later. There was also a trade made on that initial recording, which is still going to happen. It's all just going to happen after uh, we're done reading our shows. Yep. Um, Also, I don't know about you, but the fact that I'd already read out my original show to you made me go back and change a lot because I didn't want you to hear the same thing. Yeah, me me too. I went back and changed a bit. I moved some things around on the shows. I changed some uh, opponents for people on shows. I wiped some stuff completely off the show to put in either next month or change direction completely. So, yeah, yeah like I said, rewrote this uh, about five times, finished it late last night and was happy with it. <laughs> Yeah, so some of my changes are, like, blatantly obvious. Like, week four, oh, no, this match isn't going to happen now. Now this match is happening. <laughs> yep. But fuck it. Um, my pay-per-view is probably longer now, so look forward to that. Uh, and this is a rumble pay-per-view for me. It's the Ragnarok rumble. Um uh, wacky do idea that I came up with. Um, and what do you have in store today? Yeah, so we finished up our In Your House pay-per-view last month uh, in Japan where Liger won the Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the Bellas match went to a no contest because them defending against um, Bull Meccano was revealed that the Bellas were twins. That's right. And, and uh, in the main event, Antonio Inoki challenging Triple H for the championship where DX was banned by ringside, that being Road Dog, um, Billy Gunn, X-Puck, China. Ended when the uh, ref got bumped to the outside. Triple H goes to check on him and Inoki's in the ring, gets hit from behind by Mike Tyson. Triple H goes back in the ring, pedigree for good measure, and wins. And uh, the fans of Sumo Hall righted. Similar to scenes of uh, the first G1 with uh, two of the three Musketeers. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Um, anything else or should we get into it? Yeah, uh, quickly, like last month, I had Terry Funk debut, Dusty Rhodes debut, Andre the Giant, Shaquille O'Neal, Dennis Rodman all debut, uh, Too Cool debut, and then immediately break up and Brian Lawler turned heel and he's now the Prince of Wrestling. Uh, and then we had the debut appearance of Roddy Piper. So I went pretty balls to the wall last month. You're forgetting my favourite part of last month. Uh, Iron Sheik drowning at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> An honourable mention. But I was more thinking to uh, thank if the humans go back and listen in the podcast. It's around the 50-minute mark. It's uh, Steiner Math. Steiner Math. Shit. Yeah, that was that episode too. <laughs> Fuck. That was so good. Um, yeah, uh, just, uh, I went pretty nuts last month, if you recall. I accidentally thought it, it was my month to go last, so I went ham. Um, but yeah, uh, this, this show today should be interesting. Um, and next month, the next episode, our R Block picks will be in play, if necessary. Well, yeah, because it is the start of a new, of, well, I guess, new recording year. So uh, they're in. They're in. Yeah. Um, 
We've both made some really interesting R block picks. <laughs> oh boy, that can be said. Yeah. Uh, but without further ado and uh, spoiling anything, shall we get into it? Yeah, uh, you're up first today, my man. Okay, so I'll take it away. Year two, month eight, WWF presents Raw is War, week one in Korokin Hall, still in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, opening the show, we see off the top highlights of last night's results, including all the new champions, new European champion, the British Bulldog, David Boy Smith, new Euro- uh, intercontinental champion, Pat O'Connor, new world tag team champions, the American Males, uh, Scotty Riggs and totally buff Mike Marcus Alexander Bagwell, new hardcore champion, Steve Blackman, and new light heavyweight champion, Jushin Fundaliga. Plus, commentary also um, discusses the main event results where the women's world champion, which was ruled in no contest because uh, Brie was revealed to be a twin and in the world heavyweight championship match, Triple H retained after Mike Tyson ran in while the ref was down. Commentary is Lord Alfred Hayes and Gorilla Monsoon. Ring announcer is Howard Finkel and backstage commentator is Joel Gertner. Straight away, we have the new hardcore champion enter gliding how he laid out everyone in the BWI locker room last night, but he's feeling generous tonight. So any member of the BWI who wants a match, now's your chance. But it'll be an I quit match because I want to rid the company of those guys one by one. Ah, that's why I thought, you're scared. I'm waiting. Tick tock, your time's up. And the lights go out. And we see a hooded figure enter the arena holding a candle. They lift their hood as they get on the ring steps to reveal. It's the bunny alley. Blackman is frozen in shock from, and then hit from behind uh, with a headshot as Al Snow is in the ring. He takes off his jacket to reveal a BWOT and picks up the mic to say, I accept. So our first match of the night is for the Hardcore Championship. It's Steve Blackman, the champion against Al Snow, who has the bunny in his corner. This is all out brawling. Uh, into the crowd, up the stairs of Corican Hall, and onto the concourse. Uh, Snow falls down the stairs, and Ali jumps on Steve so Al can get back up in time. Uh, back down on the floor level, Al charges Blackman into the lower seats before driving his head repeatedly into the east side. <laughs> Al drags him back into the ring and an assisted snowplow with help from Ali, but, but Blackman refuses to quit. Al, Al calls for the bunny to throw in a bag, uh, throw a bag into the ring. Al retrieves handcuffs and chains Blackman to the bottom turnbuckle. Kendo sticks, chair shots, still no I quit. Ali, uh, Ali reaches under the ring and finds a dog collar. The camera zooms in to... <laughs> See the reads pepper on the tag. Al motions to the sky and across symbol before kissing the tag, puts the collar around Blackman's neck and uh, pulling on it until his face turns purple, ushering the referee over as Al sort of releases his grip and he says faintly, I quit. (laughs) And your new hardcore champion, Al Snow, the BWO, Bandage from last night still come down to celebrate as the fans shower the ring in blue streamers. Nice. Uh, after commercial break, Joel Gertner is with William Regal backstage. Regal says to Jerry, I brought you into this company and this is the respect you show. Believe me when I say next time we meet, 
you will have an empire to face. Mm. In ring, Bree's quoting how she uh, how is she is the longest reigning women's champion. Honestly, I'm the only women's champion. Wendy who? The only reason she was champion was because I wasn't medically cleared from training. Now, please welcome my sister and your co-women's champion, Nikki Bella. The small crowd are uh, quite loud with their displeasure of the Bellas. Nikki says, all these women can look out, uh, can look, but can't touch our title reign. Out comes acting WWF Commissioner Vern Gagne, who says, I wouldn't be celebrating right now as the board is reviewing all championship footage to determine its uh, to determine your reign's um, validity. Validity. Gosh, dang it, Chris. You wrote this yourself. <laughs> Ray claims that's unfair, but she is interrupted by Nokia's bull and Hamada on the ramp. They say, if you're co-champions, then you'll have no problem defending in a tag team match at No Mercy in four weeks. Before the Bellas can rebut this, um, Byrne answers and says, well then, you're fighting champions. It's official. And there's an uneasy stare down between the women uh, from the ring and on the ramp. Backstage, Joel Gertner is with the BWF. Nell says, it's good to be back with friends who have my back. There will be time to celebrate soon. But first, a more pressing, uh, pressing issue of the hardcore division. Wait, what's that head? You have an idea? Oh, yes. That's perfect. So, pending the board's approval, um, I know how the next contender can be determined at no mercy. Okay, Head. Yep, yep. So, what Head is saying is, we take 16 men, and they start out on the floor. Yeah? And that, then, then the first eight men to enter the ring will advance to, the, to stage two of the match. Then in stage two, Eight men fight in a battle royale until two men are left. Are you keeping up? Okay. So those two will advance to stage three. And then in stage three, the final two men will compete in a singles match uh, with a 60-minute time limit. Head calls it, oh, that's perfect, the extreme eliminator. And we cut back to commentary, and there's Howard Finkel standing by the desk with a sheet of paper trying to work out what's just going on. And Lord Alfred seems <laughs> just as confused as ever as he froze to commercial. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, uh, that's changed up a little. Uh, Paige versus Kelly Kelly is match two. This stemming from TV last month where Kelly uh, walked out on Paige during their tag team match against Rosita and Sarita. Paige is fired up early and Kelly running away before being caught and a rampage uh, for the pinfall victory, uh, for Paige's pinfall victory. As Paige posts on the turnbuckle, she's jumped from behind by China, running in angry after her loss last night to Luna. Kelly jumps up, and they both beat down, uh, both beat down Paige together before Luna runs in. She spills Kelly over the top rope, and China retreats, and Luna helps Paige up as the two sort of um, stare down the other women on the floor as they're retreating. In the main event, Mr. Fuji joins commentary in a translated capacity. It's the Inokiism address. 
Anoki says he's proud of both Hamada and Bull, wishing them luck in their match as the crowd cheers. He welcomes Tajiri and says to Tucker that he's proud of him as the crowd also chants Kaintai to the two men. He congratulates Liger on winning, uh, winning his championship match to become the new light heavyweight champion, and the crowd shouts Liger. But I let you down, Japan. I'm sad, but I've not lost my fighting spirit. Mike Tyson, you took something of mine very important to me in my homeland, and I want a match against you at SummerSlam. Five rounds in a mixed rules match. One-on-one wrestler versus boxer, and the crowd chants Inoki Bumaye as we go off the air. Perfect, man. Perfect. Uh, so week one, what are you? I suppose quickly there the um, the Blackman return and the uh, the El Snow return. Uh, Alex has already heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that didn't change too much. I just had the the brawl change a little. Uh, I think originally I had him uh, submit due to repeated headshots with the uh, head mannequin. This time yeah. I decided. Oh, yeah, that's right. He went over to Cobb County, Georgia to see the boss man and was talking about how Pepper died. <laughs> that's Let's right. Let's the yeah. dog collar. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was a great touch, man. Great okay. episode of Raw. But it is now time for week one at WCW Nitro. On the road to the Ragnarok Rumble, we are live from Los Angeles, California, and we open up the show hot with Rowdy Roddy Piper introducing us to Piper's Pit. Uh, Roddy talks about how he came to WCW because the WWF was a joke. If it wasn't for him, there never would have been a WrestleMania. But where was he this year? Sitting at home in Portland, Oregon, watching it at home, and by God, did that show suck. The next month, I watched Super Brawl from home and realized this is the real major league of professional wrestling. This is where the stars are. This is where the real champions are. Chris Jericho interrupts and goes to speak. But Piper cuts him off, says, you know, I look at you, kid, and I see a Canadian-raised loud mouth who hosts a talk show, sings a few songs here and there, and most importantly, isn't afraid to ruffle a few feathers to get what he wants. You know, I see a young Roddy Piper in you, kid. You know what the difference is? Jericho quickly replies with, yeah, I actually won a world title. Piper laughs that off and says, all in due time, kid. The real difference is I didn't have to kiss Vince McMahon's ass to get to the top of the card. Jericho's fuming. He goes to attack Piper with his belt, but Piper pulls out a bottle of Jericho's bubbly out of his kilt. Where was he storing that? And smashes it over Jericho's head. Piper says you don't throw rocks at a man who's holding a machine gun. That ends that segment. And we see a vignette. We see a dart repeatedly hitting a bullseye on a dartboard, followed by coming soon. 
Uh, we get Ted DiBiase, the new television champion, uh, defending his TV title against Mongo. Uh, Mongo's a house on fire early, but Shane McMahon gets up, distracts the referee, helps Ted lay out Mongo with the title, and Ted pins Mongo. He's on his road to the lucky 13 to get the title shot. Uh, the Steiner brothers beat some locals, and Scott grabs a mic and says that at Ragnarok, he's going to beat down the Hardy boys, and they'll be on the mat screaming from pain. But after the show, Lita will be screaming my name. Holla if you hear me. Uh, Wendy Richter versus Velvet Sky. That's right. Wendy Richter has to take on all of Mullen Maurice this month on each TV show. And if she makes it to that, she has a scheduled boneyard match against the dark bride, Michelle McCool, at the Ragnarok Rumble. Uh, Wendy Richter versus Velvet Sky, women's title, 10-minute fast-paced match. Sky putting on a solid effort. Richter's experience is too much. Tiger bomb from Richter, and she gets the win. Next week, she'll face Angelina Love. Richter is celebrating, but the lights go out and come back on, and a shovel is in the middle of the ring. Thunder hour time. Bubba Ray Dudley versus Devon Dudley qualifying match for the Ragnarok Rumble. This is one of the sacrifices from that sacrificed three-way match last month. Uh, well, technically last night. <laughs> um, this is a 10-minute match. Both men are reluctant at first, but eventually get heavily into stiffing each other. The bomb squad come out and attack Devon. Then they attack Bubba. Devon qualifies by DQ. Awesome bomb to Devon. And Vicious drags Bubba up the ramp and he power bombs Bubba off the stage through a table. We go to commercial as Bubba is stretched out of the arena. Uh, we see footage from earlier today of Shaquille O'Neal warming up for a game against the Chicago Bulls, but he gets attacked by the big show on the court. Uh, Jerry Lawler cuts a promo about how he's still in shock about what happened last night. He's no longer a king. And after Brian's actions, I'm no longer a father either. Thunderground time. Ken Shamrock takes his seat on the throne at the Thunderground, and he challenges any two guys to fight each other tonight, and the winner will get a shot at him next week. Out comes Glacier. Then poor old Jamie Noble, who gets quickly disposed by Glacier. Glacier will face Ken Shamrock next week for the host title. Bam Bam Bigelow and Rick Rude are backstage, and they announce that they want revenge against Terry Funk for what he did last night, costing them their handicap match against Cactus Jack. And they are going to enter the Ragnarok Rumble. And they want a match against Cactus Jack and Terry Funk next month and month nine of WCW. Jake Roberts, Sting, Vampiro are in a dark room. Vampiro talks about how he's going to beat Kane at Ragnarok. Sting says he will let the blood flow and crucify the executioner in the Blood Eagle death match. 
Uh, just go back and listen to last month's episode because it's a really convoluted stipulation. Uh, Jake says he will take Damien back after the Undertaker feels the venom of all of Damien's brethren flow through the cold, lifeless veins of the Undertaker in their snake pit death match as well. Um, Goldust comes out, squashes a local, grabs the mic, says that his father couldn't help himself. He saw that Goldust was starting to make a name for himself in WCW, and Daddy Dearest once again had to steal the spotlight. Dusty, you'll pay for that dearly. Main event segment, we are live via satellite. Brock Lesnar is in Victoria, Texas. Brock Lesnar pulls up outside a bar in Victoria. Brock tells Sable to stay in the car. We see a pickup truck parked out the front with Stone Cold's logo on the hood. Brock yells at the bartender, where the hell's Austin? The bartender says he has no idea. He wants to know where Austin is because he also wants to know where Austin is because his truck's been parked in that same spot for months. Brock gets angry and beats up everyone in the bar. He grabs one guy in a Kimura lock and says, where's Austin? The guy finally fesses up. Last he heard, Austin flew overseas to England to see a specialist about his neck. Brock laughs and says that, well, that's a bit of a coincidence because next week Nitro's in England. Brock breaks that guy's arm and goes to his car and pulls something out of the boot. Oh, my God, it's two axes. He smashes up Austin's truck with the axes, rips off the door and throws it so far it goes flying through the window of the bar and hits multiple innocent bystanders. Uh, he tells Sable to find a phone and call Vince because we're going to Europe next week. Uh, and that is it for week one. Wow, that's a lot. You're going overseas and I'm coming back to the States, it seems like. Yep. Uh, the, America's only big enough for one of us, man. Okay, well then, I guess I give up. You win. <laughs> or do I? Okay. Raw is War Week 2. We come to you from Seattle, Washington. Uh, opening, we see footage of the American wrestling agents arriving early. Vern states, your job tonight is to keep those renegade champions of ECW out of the arena. And then we have the opening video, and after that, we see the Hall of Pain enter the ring. Teddy Long talks how everything is falling into place for SummerSlam. Jacqueline, women's championship match. Felix Skipper, light heavyweight championship match. D'Lo Brown, um, Euro Continental Championship match. Mark Henry, World Heavyweight Championship match. So all these people have already won all their different uh, tournaments coming into in towards SummerSlam. Um, then we have Harlem Heat challenging the number one contendership at No Mercy. And how, and now we can announce the first man to officially enter the Extreme Eliminator. He is K-Quick. Mark, Mark Henry takes the mic to say he will hold uh, 
We will hold all the gold because that's what we do. Backstage, Vern is with Joel Gertner, who confirms, yes, the extreme uh, elimin, uh what they call that? And Joel Gertner goes, uh, extreme elimina. Yeah, that thing. That match is official. <laughs> also, the board is willing to make Anoki's request official. We're just yet to hear back from Mike Tyson. After commercial, we see outside the FBI arrive and the a- AWA tries to stop them entering. Lil Nunzio uh, seems to slip some cash to Rodney as they, as they walk inside. So uh, bribing the security, it seems. Hmm, interesting. In ring, the ga- uh, Glamour guys, along with Val Venus, uh, how the heck do I write this? In ring, the uh, in ring, Val Venus, along with the new tag team champions, American Males, Riggs and Buff Wag, uh, Riggs and Buff Bagwell, together the Glamour guys, pose to the crowd. Um, but are soon interrupted by Free Count, Kid, Romeo, Shannon Moore, and Gregory Hounds, along with Albert. We then have an impromptu trios match, very fast pace, and Helms pins Buff on a fluke. They celebrate on the ramp as the Glamour guys all look pissed. In the parking lot, we see Taz arrive, but the AWA are having none of it, no more bribes, but we see Chronic walk up saying, dude, where's my car? Where's my car, dude? <laughs> and the AWA try to go, <laughs> try to guide Connie back to their car, and this is when Taz takes his chance to sneak in. The Boogie Nights... What? <laughs> oh, I'm just... I love what you're doing with Chronic. Yeah. Uh, the Boogie Nights are in the ring, we know the FBI's are here and we want a championship match before Vern can come out to stop it. The FBI are already down in the ring. It's Big Nunzio and Tony Marmalade to wrestle. Howard Fink goes to state, this match is for the ECW championship. But before he can get the words out, Alex Wright goes to jump Big Nunzio and this backfires. As Alex is worked over, he goes for the tag, but Disco is on the outside trying to get the duck back as the FBI are playing keep away. <laughs> right turns around into a chokeslam, one, two, three, and the FBI retained their ECW Tag Team Championships. Because if you remember a few months ago, any time, how was it? Burns said, any time you compete in a match, your championships will be on the line. So, backstage, we see IC champion Pat O'Connor trying to explain the rules of the Extreme Eliminator to the bushwhackers who just seem a bit confused trying to count up the numbers on their hands and going two, six, four, what? <laughs> and Pat just kind of puts his head in his hand and goes, oh boy, what have you gone into? <laughs> <clears throat> the Road Dog and Billy Gunn are in the ring waiting for their match against Chronic, but they are met by La Destinana Loca members Hooven 2 and Psychosis. The Luchadors work great since losing their titles the other night on pay-per-view and are more focused than ever. Getting the win over the road dog after hitting the Mexico. Uh, what was that move again? The Mexico. Oh, what did I call 
give them. Hang on, I'll just have a look. Because I gave them something. Oh, for a reason. Heck, are you guys? Why can't I not find psychosis on my roster? There. Uh, Mexico. So there's a tandem leg drop into a standing moonsault. There we go. Nice. Um, outside, we see Vern chew out the AWA for letting the FBI in. So just keep Taz out. Rodney says, oh, he's right over there. And points to, <laughs> points to an empty car. And Vern just storms off, muttering to himself, idiots. <laughs> in ring, Taz says he bleeds ECW and nothing will stop him from performing for the fans. As Vern enters on the rampway, he flees into the crowd, holding up the FTW belt as we go off the air for week two. Nice. Yeah, very solid week two. I love it. Slowly getting there, yes. Yeah, very good shit. Um, Week two, Nitro is live from Manchester, England. It's championship night on Nitro, as we will have. Ted DiBiase defend his television title against Jamie Noble. The women's title on the line, Wendy versus Angelina Love. New Jack will hold an open challenge for the extreme title. Shamrock defends the host title, and the main event will be Edge defending his US title in a Starcade rematch against Diamond Dallas Page. We open the show with an episode of the highlight reel. Chris Jericho does his intro, quickly gets cut off by Roddy Piper. Roddy says that next week we're in Glasgow, Scotland, and he wants to make his official in-ring debut for WCW in Scotland. Jericho says that he's picked an opponent for Piper. Next week's main event, will be Roddy Piper versus Brock Lesnar. Jericho says that Piper won't even make it to Ragnarok. Piper says that if he beats Brock next week, maybe he'll pick Jericho's opponent the next week on Nitro. Jericho agrees. Piper out of nowhere hits an eye poke on Jericho. He locks in the sleeper hold and Jericho passes out. Batista beats a local with a spear and a jackhammer to that oh-so-familiar chant yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted DiBiase quickly beats Jamie Noble to move to two on his road to 13 after interference yet again by Shane McMahon. Brian Lawler defeats a local with a signature pile driver. We see a vignette of a silhouette doing a dive off a diving board. Judges give the man a perfect 10 all across the board. The Ministry is in a smoky room talking about their matches at Ragnarok. Undertaker challenges Jake Roberts and Sting to take on Bossman and Farouk in a tag match next week in Scotland. Uh, Wendy Richter successfully defends her women's title in yet another hard-fought contest against Angelina Love. After the match, the lights go out and come back on, and a tombstone with Wendy Richter's name is on it. Uh, Thunder Hour time. We kick off the Thunder Hour with 
Ken Shamrock defending his Hoss title against Glacier after a two-minute striking barrage from Glacier. Glacier goes to finish Shamrock with a huge sidekick, but Shamrock catches it, locks on an ankle lock for the win. Glacier, after the fight, bows out of respect for Shamrock. Shamrock, if anyone's actually taking note, has yet to lose in WCW, and he's been in the company for about a year now. Oh, wow. Uh, we see footage from earlier today of Brock Lesnar at a hospital terrorizing staff trying to find out where Stone Cold is. Oh, that's right. I remember you popping for this segment. Finally, a doctor who happens to be wearing a scarf that seems familiar. Uh, the doctor tells Brock that Steve Austin left to go back to America two days ago. Brock asks the doctor what his name is. The doctor points to his name tag that says Dr. Baker. Brock, reply, <laughs> Brock replies with Dr. Who? Brock breaks the doctor's arm. As Brock leaves the hospital, he notices what appears to be a blue police box. It starts glowing, but Brock punches it and he suplexes the police box right out of the ground and it smashes to pieces. Brock says Brock says he will continue his hunt for Austin when they get back to the States next month. His next goal is to cripple Roddy Piper next week, like he did to Austin. And then Brock will go on to win the Rumble for the Ruthless Aggression Era. Uh, <laughs> really good, man. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, oh man. He fucking hit a German suplex on the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Brock. I've seen him do that before to a wild shark. Yes, exactly. Uh, New Jack awaits an opponent for his open challenge, and out comes the returning man who New Jack beat for the title, Michael P.S. Hayes. 10-minute plunder fest. Hayes has control for the majority of the match, New Jack's bleeding. Michael Hayes has a table set up on the outside of the ring. Hayes goes for a DDT off the apron to the outside, but New Jack blocks it. New Jack hits a DDT of his own to the outside through a table, pins Hayes outside of the ring for the win. New Jack's historic extreme title reign continues, our longest reigning extreme slash hardcore champion ever. Ah. Uh, we see the Steiner brothers and Iron Sheik backstage and they are beating down the Hardy boys. Lita tries to stop it, but Sheik and Rick Steiner hold Lita. While Scott Steiner tries to impress Lita by flexing his muscles. But Lita spits a big pop of pump. Scott wipes off the spit. The spit. Oh, sorry. Scott wipes off the spit and says, you want to get freaky? Well, I'm Freakzilla. You'll change your mind soon enough, Lita. Sheik and the Steiners leave. The Rock is backstage with Too Thick, Meng, and the Wild Samoans. He says that he is the Great One, but sometimes one can't go alone. He has a dynasty behind him. We have a bloodline right here, and his family has his back at the Rumble. And we want to make sure an island boy wins the Rumble. 
and he's spoken to Paul Heyman, and it's official at the Rumble. Meng and the Wild Samoans will enter the match together, and Too Thick and The Rock will enter together. Rikishi says he heard Jerry Lawler wants Brian Lawler in that match. Rikishi understands Jerry's problem. But Jerry better hope he enters the match before Rock and Too Thick do, because if Brian's already in that match and Too Thick get in there, Jerry, there'll be nothing left of Brian. Rikishi dedicates the rumble to his boy, Scotty Too Hotty. Main event time, US title, Edge versus Diamond Dallas Page. 20-minute back-and-forth classic. We see them brawl all over ringside and even tumble into the crowd and back in the ring. Edge has a com- Edge has complete control. Edge sets up for the spear. He runs in for it, but DDP catches him. Diamond cutter out of nowhere. Before he can even pin him, Batista runs down, hits a spear on DDP, a jackhammer. This match is thrown out, but and Batista looks at the prone DDP on the mat and says, you're next in two weeks' time when Nitro goes to Ireland. That ends this week's Nitro. Oh, boy. Really good, really good stuff so far. I do like the, uh, the Doctor Who touch in there. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. It was designed for no one else but you to pop. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, someone will get it. <laughs> I kick off with week three? Yes, you shall. Uh, we go to Raw, week three, Portland, Oregon. Show opens with Byrne yelling at the AWA in his office, saying uh, he was promised the best, so he needs the best. Sort of telling them all, you need to lift your game. Uh, Jogger is with Pat O'Connor uh, in the backstage interview era, uh, and O'Connor issues an open challenge. Next week, it'll be the Bushwhackers want the Hart Foundation, but I want Bulldog at no mercy. Title versus title. I don't want D-Lo to have all the fun without us. So issuing a uh, IC versus European title match um, a month before their uh, freeway at uh, SummerSlam. In ring, uh, the BWO, Nova, Stevie and Meanie are going to take on the FBI they must have snuck in while Vern was in his in his meeting earlier. We see little Nunzio ringside in a nice suit. And this match is over fast after a double team uh, catching hip toss into a diving double stomp that little Nunzio proclaims to commentary it's called the kiss of death. After break, the Hall of Pain is with uh, Jogger, uh, who asks Mark, I believe you want to make an announcement. And he says, next Sunday, I'm issuing an open challenge to any big man on the roster who's got the balls to face me. Uh, from there, oh, sorry. He's uh, got the balls to face me. Alicia Fox makes quick work of a local and she celebrates entering with the Bellas before Bull and Hamada appear on the big screen um, gesturing, gesturing with their fingers, the days of the Bella's reign are closing. So going like 10, counting down 9, 8, 7, and then 0, and then motioning around their waist. Um, bit hard to describe sort of some of these things in a radio sense. We hear 
for Taz Music in the arena. And the AWA run out of Vern's office, but we see Taz appear from around the corner and jam a chair under the door to lock Vern in his office. He goes to the ring, suplex each of the AWA members one by one and holds up the FTW championship as we go off the air for week three. Yeah, um, great week, man. I'm loving what's happening with Taz. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going somewhere. You just got to trust the process. Yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, I wasn't initially happy with it, but now I'm seeing where we're going, and I think big things are coming for the father of someone who is all that and a bag of chips. Um. All right, week three. We are live from Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, yeah, so WWF week three in Roddy Piper's hometown in America. And WCW uh, are in his heritage town, I guess. Oh, my gosh. We did this on the um, blank recording. I think I changed my other cities, but for whatever reason, I kept week free as Portland. <laughs> I don't um, know why, but I did. Yeah. Anyway, that's all good. We kick things off hot with Jake Roberts and Sting versus the boss man and Farouk. Hard-hitting fight. Eventually, Jake Roberts hits a DDT out of nowhere to the boss man for the win. After the match, they get jumped by Papa Shango and the Executioner. Vampiro tries to make the save with the rest of the Crow's Nest in Muda and Lex Luger, but Undertaker and Kane come down. They beat down the Crow's Nest, but the Crow's Nest fights back, fends off the heels. Sting ends up brawling with Executioner up the ramp. Vampiro and Kane are brawling by the stage. Luger and Muda brawl with Papa Shungo, Farouk, and Bossman into the crowd. Taker's left alone in the ring with Jake Roberts, who hits a DDT on Taker, and Jake leaves, but not before Taker sits right back up. Uh, Wendy Richter successfully defends her women's championship in a very hard-fought 15-minute match against Madison Rain. If Richter wins next week against Maurice, she will have to defend her title against Michelle McCool in a Boneyard match at the Rumble. Richter is celebrating on the stage when the lights flicker and dirt falls from the ceiling on top of Richter. Richter quickly gets out of the way and retreats. Uh, Brian Lawler comes out, cuts a promo about how he should have main-evented Bash at the Beach against Jericho. But his dear old daddy had to spiel, uh, steal the spotlight once again last month in that six-man tag. The winner would get the number one contendership. And my daddy stole my opportunity. So after Scotty Too Hotty dropped the ball and I disposed of Scotty, I went backstage, found Jericho all alone before his match. With my dad. We cut a deal, and now I'm officially the prince of the world. I am now the heir to the ruthless aggression throne. Brian Lawler announces that him, Brock, 
Edge, Big Show, and Batista will all enter the Rumble together. And Brian gets interrupted by Dusty Rhodes, of all people. Dusty says, there must be something in the water in WCW, if you will. As all these spoiled children think it's fine to disrespect the man who put food on their table for years. Dusty says he wanted to teach his son a lesson, but Goldust and his woozy have gone into hiding. So the American dream is going to have to do the next best thing. Next week, it will be the clown prince, if you will, versus the American dream. Dustin, I hope you watch because, Brian, I'm taking you to the woodshed, daddy. Next week, it's going to be uh, Brian Lawler versus Dusty Rhodes. Dusty making his in-ring debut. Next week, we'll have Paul Heyman make an official announcement of the confusing rules for the Ragnarok Rumble match. Uh, Thunder Hour time. The Steiner brothers and the Iron Sheik come out. Scott Steiner cuts a promo about how he guarantees victory at Ragnarok. Iron Sheik and Rick Steiner continue cutting their promo, but Scott disappears and grabs something from under the ring. He's, it's got a cloth over it. He stands it up in the ring and says, after we win the titles, this is what I'm going to do. He removes the cloth, and it's a cutout of leader. And he starts making out with a cardboard cutout. Scott Steiner is freaky. We get a vignette of a silhouette of a man beating the Donkey Kong arcade game with all lives intact and getting a perfect score. We see highlights from a press conference in Chicago today. It's Dennis Rodman celebrating the Bulls' victory in the NBA Finals. He announces that during the offseason, he will be competing in WCW and he will make his debut at the Ragnarok Rumble when he enters the Rumble match alongside his brothers in the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, it is main event time. Uh, Roddy Piper versus Brock Lesnar. This is eight minutes of pure suplex city, bitch. Brock is decimating the hometown favorite. Brock Lesnar gets Piper up for an F5. It's Austin's music. Brock gets distracted. Piper slides down the back of Brock into a sunset flip. He pulls the tights behind the ref's back. One, two, three. Roddy Piper pins Brock Lesnar. Brock looks shocked. Austin's nowhere to be sound. Uh, saying mind games on Brock Lesnar. Piper pins Lesnar to the shock everyone. Brock starts suplexing Piper repeatedly. Jericho then runs down and helps Brock beat down Piper. The show closes with Jericho locking in the lion tamer on Roddy Piper. Yeah, I didn't really see that coming. Yeah, Piper beat Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, week four. Um, week four, we are coming to you. Royals War Week Four from San Jose, California. Show opens at Vernon's Piss. All right. At no mercy, it'll be Taz versus the AWA, the FTW, in, in an FTW championship match. 
the AWA is standing behind uh, Vern, jumping and flexing until Vern gives a very stern look as they exit the ring. Uh, Sorry? Very good, man. Opening match of the night, the Bushwhackers versus the Hart Foundation with their respective champs, Pat O'Connor in the Bushwhackers corner, the Intercontinental Champion, and Bruce Bulldog, the European Champion in the Hart Foundation's corners. Um, in in a rare... What the heck? Why, where, why have I lost half a paragraph here? Okay, there we are. Um, in a rare slip-up, the Bushwhackers get a double gut buster on Brett for the win. And a brawl ensues with officials needing to run down and separate both sides. Backstage, Joel Gertner is with Kelly Kelly and China. He asks, Kelly, how confident are you of your pairing? China like, grabs the mic out of Kelly's face and goes, I'll answer that. We are a perfect team. Just listen to me, kid. Uh, Elix Skipper issues a light heavyweight open challenge, which is answered by a returning super crazy. These men put on a clinic, um, but Elix hit, manages to hit the play of the day for the win, while super crazy offers his hand in a sign of respect, but is rejected by Skipper as he exits the ring. Uh, in our... Closing segment, I believe, or do I have a bit more? No, that's a closing segment in the boiler room. Al Snow is talking to Head. No, I understand your match. Well, I, I think it's a good No, great match, personally. It's just those who don't get what ECW is about don't understand it. No, no, I sent you a letter. I'm sure we'll get five stars from him. I know he watches. I mean, after all, you are a star, Head. The camera zooms in on head as we fade to black. <laughs> oh, Starhead, hey, giving me Cody Rhodes vibes. Oh, <laughs> just you wait. Next week, head will have a nice tattoo on its uh, neck. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be good. Um, Maybe. All right, week four, go home show live from Dublin, Ireland. We open up cold from the office of Paul Heyman. He goes over the rules of the Ragnarok Rumble. Four entrants start in the ring. Entrants can either be an individual, registered tag teams, or even complete and full factions and stables. Eliminations can occur by the traditional over-the-top rope elimination method. They can also occur by pinfall. Or submission. Here's the catch. When we get down to the final two, the final two participants will have to battle it out and try to climb a ladder to retrieve the contract for the main event of Starcade. Uh, we get a video of a silhouette bowling a cricket ball. He bowls 10 balls in a row and gets the batsman out each ball middle stump. Oh, about between middle and off stump. Picture perfect. Some would say this is a perfect display of bowling. Uh, Wendy Richter is not up next. No, I misread. <laughs> Batista versus DDP is up next. 
This is a five-minute squash job. Uh, Batista wins after a spear, a Batista bomb, and a jackhammer. The crowd does that oh-so-familiar chant yet again. DDP gets stretched out of the arena. Batista's too much for Dom Dallas Page. Wendy Richter has a hard-fought victory over Maurice, successfully defending her women's title after hitting a Tiger bomb. After the match, Richter is celebrating, but she gets interrupted by Michelle McCool. But, oh, my God, Michelle McCool gets blindsided by Layla. Security tries to separate Layla and Michelle McCool. Paul Heyman comes out, but Michelle McCool hits Paul Heyman. Oh, my God. She just laid out Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman crawls over, grabs a microphone and says, Michelle, you might do all your spooky shit and that's fine, but you can't lay your hands on authority around here. You just made a big mistake. You never put your hands on decision makers around here. So this Sunday, the Boneyard match, it's still on, but it won't be for the women's title. It will now be Michelle McCool versus Layla in a Boneyard match. Paul Heyman then looks at the ring and says, Wendy Richter, you don't have the night off either. You will still defend your women's title because i got a mystery opponent lined up for you. And trust me, when I send Wendy's new challenger, you will find out that this person is all that and a bag of chips. Uh, <laughs> where am I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> the Hardy Boys cut a promo about how on Sunday they, were go- they are going to shut Scott Steiner's mat mouth for good fuck easy for me to say they get sneak attacked by steiners and the iron sheik leader tries to stop them but big papa pump lays a big papa smooch on leader who slaps him in the face we get a hype video going over the matches on sunday involving the crow's nest and the ministry a lot going on there thunder hour time the prince of wrestling Brian Lawler versus the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. But before Dusty makes it all the way down the ramp, he gets jumped by Goldust and Terry Runnels. Goldust rolls Dusty in the ring. Brian Lawler hits a pile driver for the quick win. But after the match, he continues the attack. But Jerry Lawler comes out, makes a save, and runs off the Prince of Wrestling. Paul Heyman comes out and announces next month's pay-per-view. The name of it's yet to be determined, but the tagline will be The Father's Day Massacre, and we will see Goldust versus Dusty Rhodes, and also Jerry Lawler versus Brian Lawler. That'll be month nine on Fug's Father's Day Massacre. Ooh. Uh Edge cuts a promo backstage about how he has held the U.S. title for over a year now. And now he holds this briefcase for a guaranteed world title shot. If you recall, that's the briefcase he picked in the Feast or Fired match. He gets a guaranteed world title shot whenever he wants. And everyone thinks that this briefcase could fracture the error as long as Jericho holds the world title. Well, those people... 
they're small-minded. You see, Sunday, I'm going to win the Rumble. Guarantee myself a Starcade main event. And before we get there, I'm going to use this briefcase. And I hope Paul Levesque is listening. Paul Levesque, this contract doesn't specify what world title. So I might just think about jumping over to that B show and cashing in on the WWF champion. And then at Starcade, it will be an all-era affair as myself and Jericho unify the world titles in the main event. Or maybe I have other plans. Brock Lesnar comes mm. out. <laughs> yeah, d- that doesn't work for Chris, brother. Um, Brock Lesnar comes out with Sable and Vince McMahon. Vince says, Austin's a coward, hiding behind smoke and mirrors because Austin knows he stands no chance in hell against my conqueror, Brock Lesnar. Let's be honest. Austin, he took his ball and went home simply because he didn't want to lose to Brock Lesnar. And that's a historic fact. But Austin, you need to understand Brock Lesnar, he is inevitable. Vince then announces the next Monday on Nitro, we will have a women's number one contenders match between Victoria and the best fitting representative for the ruthless aggression era. Sable. We see Edge and Beth Phoenix watching this announcement backstage and they seem perplexed. Beth smashes the monitor with her fists and walks off. Uh, Main event segment, the highlight reel. Jericho's got his set in the ring. Jericho says that on Sunday, him and Piper are going to open the show. And once he beats Piper, he's going to go into a private corporate box watch the rest of the show and watch the Ruthless Aggression Era win the Rumble. And he looks forward to closing out the biggest pay-per-view of the year, Starcade, with a finger poke of doom. He gets interrupted on the stage by an episode of Piper's Pit. We've got dueling talk shows. Piper has his full stage set up. Piper says he guarantees he will put Jericho to sleep with his sleeper hold on Sunday. But why wait until Sunday? He charges the ring. Piper charges in the ring. The entire ruthless aggression era cut Piper off. Beat down Piper in the ring. But out comes the Rock, Too Thick, Meng, the Wild Samoans. They all come out. Then out comes the entire flock. And then the filthy animals and the Ministry of Darkness and the Crow's Nest. We've seen this go-home segment a million times before a rumble. The entire locker room comes out. And we have about 60 men in the ring brawling as we go off the air. See you Sunday at the Ragnarok Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could unify the world champs and then you would have a world championship worthy on your show. Yeah, yeah, sure, (laughs) sure, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, get down to it. Let's do it. Okay. No Mercy coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Sunday Night Heat portion uh, sees Vern Gagne uh, backstage with Joel Gertner announcing this year SummerSlam will come to you from Target Field in 
Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's very happy about that. Again, going for a um, baseball stadium. So during the spring, Um, so it's an outdoor stadium. Vern would have pulled a few strings on that one in Minnesota. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Um, So the opening contest here on the Sunday Night Heat portion is the AWA. Rodney, Joey, uh, Joey Abs and Pete Gass. Did I say that the wrong way around? No, I think I said that the right way around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Versus Taz for the ECW FTW Championship. The three men are working over Taz until the FBI's music hits. That's a quick schoolboy from Taz on uh, Pete Gass, who, despite the numbers, gets a win and runs up the rampway to celebrate with the FBI. So uh, retaining his championship there, despite the numbers. We're going to the pay-per-view portion here. The American Males, the champions, Scotty Riggs and Marcus Alexander Bagwell with Val Venus in their corner, taking on three count members, um, Shannon Moore and Gregory Helms. With Kid Romeo and Albert by uh, by ringside in their corner for the WWF World Tag Team Championships, try as they might, uh, the American Males just have the numbers advantage despite having one less man on the outside. They hit the power packs to retain in quick fashion. Uh, match number three of the evening sees China and Kelly Kelly versus Luna, Luna Vachon and Paige. Both of the, uh, the veterans here starting out the match eventually, uh, but are evenly matched now as China is prepared for what Luna has to offer. They tie in both their teammates and the pace picks up with Kelly attempting a number of K2 leg drops. China is begging for the tag, but is being denied and Paige lands a drop kick with both her and Kelly going down, crawling towards their respective corners. As Kelly gets to her corner, China drops down, does the DX suck it crotch shot and leaves. Kelly is on the verge of tears. She turns around to see Luna standing over the top of her, picks her up, Luna bomb, and then Paige hits a rampage for good measure as the legal woman and gets the uh, pinfall victory here. Uh, There's a sign of respect between Luna and Paige post-match in the ring as Kelly sprints backstage with tears in her eyes. Uh, We go on to uh, Pat O'Connor, the Intercontinental Champion, versus the British Bulldog, Dave Boy Smith, the European champion, in a dual championship match. This is a very even and technical match, but about 10 minutes in, we hear the Hall of Pain music, and D'Lo Brown runs in, chair shot to both men, and the bell is rung for, as this is a DQ finish, so no titles change hands. D'Lo grabs the mic and says, you're dealing with the real deal. I'm the only one who'll become the first Eurocontinental champion at SummerSlam. Uh, we then have Kantai versus Regal and his mystery partner. So Kantai enter first, and Regal is out next, standing on the ramp, saying, I've found someone from within the Empire who's been mistreated by this country. Welcome, my new and better tag team partner, Test. This is what? No? No, just, yeah. Um, 
Wow, you've definitely made some changes, dude. I love it. This is the Un-Americans. Ah, oh, my God. Yes. Within within the Empire, I get it now. <laughs> took, took me a minute. Maybe a bit too cryptic there with uh, Will Ospreay at the moment. <laughs> Honestly, that's all I was thinking. I was like, what is he? Is he going to be like William Osprey now? William <laughs> Osprey Regal? <laughs> William O'Regal? Yeah, William O'Regal. Uh, don't you worry. I did think about something like that, but uh, not yet. <laughs> Tess takes most of the match. It's uh, a big man riding over Tucker with a big boot here for the win. Uh, so he's pinned. Uh, sorry, yeah, he's pinned Tucker here. Uh, so Regal and Tess get the win here. Following that is Harlem Heat with Teddy Long versus a mystery team. Now, Harlem Heat at a first with Teddy Long. He grabs the microphone and says, the challenge was answered today and I have a signed contract in my hand. So if you would, player, hit their music. And the music begins to start playing. It's Chronic's music. And the music keeps playing. The commentary's going, where's Chronic? They're nowhere to be seen plays for about three minutes and then uh, Teddy shows the referee a specific line of the contract and uh, the referee goes, okay, and checks over it twice. Yep, it's signed. Calls for the bell. So he's going to count him out. <laughs> he rings the bell. Uh, he rings the bell and the ref counts up to 10 and with no sign of chronic, Harlem Heat win their number one contenders match and advance onto SummerSlam unopposed. Backstage, we see Joel Gertner enter a locker room and there's smoke everywhere. And we hear, whoa, is that you, Dad? As the camera cuts out. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> uh, the Bellas, Nikki and Bree, the co-WWF, World Women's Champions, along with Alicia Fox in their corner, are defending against Akio Hamada and Bull Nakano of Anokiism. The Bellas are trying to isolate Hamada in the corner with quick tags, but soon overpowered. And it's back and forth late in this match when Bree manages to hit a Bella Shote with Hamada falling near the ropes. One, two, Hamada's foot's on the rope. Foxy knocks it off and down before the ref can see it. Three. So in that quick span, she's managed to put her foot on the rope, but it's down before the ref can see. And still, your WWF World Women's Champions, the Bellas, as they celebrate with Foxy and go up the ramp, Bull and Hamada just sort of seem dejected in the ring, sort of complaining to the referee. Bull's complaining to the referee, sorry, that uh, Hamada's foot was on the rope, but he's not listening. Uh, Co-men event of the evening time. It is Mark Henry's open challenge. He's called out any big man who's got the balls to answer an open challenge against him. And it is answered by George the Animal Steel with his manager, Captain Lou Albano. This is just a showcase match, really, for Mark's strength before his big SummerSlam match. He manages to get a world's sl strongest slam in for the win. And post-match, Triple H is standing on the ramp as Mark makes the belt gesture as he's posing on the turnbuckles towards Triple H. Dear, oh dear. 
Love to see it. Vern is uh, backstage in his office. Says he's disgusted by the AWA. Now, pull some strings. You're in the elimination match tonight. Whatever the hell that thing's called. You're in the ECW (laughs) match tonight. (laughs) Get in there and win. Uh, So, uh, on commentary is Lord Alfred and Grill Monsoon. But they are joined by special guest commentator Al Snow and Head. And much like you've probably seen in the 90s when Al Snow may have joined commentary rarely. What's he do with Head? Puts the headset on, plays. Pulls out the extra headset to put on Head. Perfect. Uh, Now, it is your main event, the 16-man Extreme Eliminator, number one contendership for the Hardcore Championship at SummerSlam. This is all because I drew out what twist the previous month? Uh, The reverse Battle Royal twist. (laughs) Dear God. Entrants are as follows. Standing around the ring, waiting for the bell to be rung. Axel Rodden of Rowan Balls. Butch Miller of the Bushwhackers. Fit Finley. Jeff Jarrett of Immortal. Joey Abs of uh, the Main Street Posse. Just Incredible. Kid Romeo of Free Count. Luke Williams of the Bushwhackers. Perry Saturn, Pete Gass of the Mean Street Posse, Rodney of the Mean Street Posse, Val Venus of the Glamour Guys, X-Puck of Degeneration X, uh, the Blue Meanie of the Blue World Order, the former champ here, K-Quick of the Hall of Pain, and surprisingly, ODB, Jessica Dalton. Nice. This match is a complete clusterfuck. This is a match. Commentary's just going, well, this one is going to be bowling shoe ugly. <laughs> uh, Al makes a quick quip saying, you're right, Head. This is a great match. I'm glad you came up with this idea. And uh, both, <laughs> there's a quick shot of Alfred and uh, Gorilla just sort of looking at each other, rolling their eyes. Fink is trying to announce all the members as they slide into the ring and the referee signals who's advanced. So early on, we have Jeff Jarrett sort of pushing over Finley to advance in. Uh, he's closely followed behind by Perry Saturn, then Val Venus. Butch Miller is in next. Uh, who sneaks in. Then Meanie. Then OBD. And as as the Main Street Posse is sort of arguing politely, oh, you go, oh, no, no, you go, you're the better wrestler, oh, you go, you're more hardcore. (laughs) As they're arguing, K-Quick springs up on the the, um, apron and just casually walks in. So there's one member left, and Rodney, as Abs and Gas are arguing, sort of sneaks in behind them. So we are down to stage two. Butch Miller, Jeff Jarrett, K-Quick, Perry Saturn, Rodney, Val Venus, The Blue Guy, and ODB. Oh, dear goodness. The bell rings, and <laughs> this is now over-the-top battle royale. Uh, Butch and Meany are flying by the ropes. At one point, they sandwich K-Quick in the turnbuckles, who sort of just drops down. Um, Rodney then goes, and Will Burrows both 
both Butch and Meany out over the top rope. Then goes onto the turnbuckle and jumps out onto the men outside, eliminating himself in the process. And we're down to five. Al Snow quips, well, that's, uh, that's one way to ensure your opponents don't get back in the ring. Head's going, oh, yes, Head, this is quite an exciting match. You know, we started off with, uh, with entering the ring, and now they're, they're exiting the ring. And, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. <laughs> uh, so we're down to five. Jeff eliminates Val and Perry in quick succession. ODB goes to eliminate Jeff, who sinks, uh, who skins the cat, and is, uh, and ODB is tipped out by K Quick. So we're down to the final two men, and uh, Al's sort of talking ahead here, going, "Oh, we're down to the last two. Who, who's your money on, Head? Head's going, no, 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 Head. You got to put your money on Jeff Jarrett, you know. Jeff Jarrett, he he's the chosen one for a reason." I don't care if you like K-Quickhead. I'm putting our money on Jeff Jarrett. The last two men, both fatigued. Jeff goes uh, to toss out K-Quick, but is reversed and reversed again and then reversed again and reversed again. And then Jeff is tossed out. K-Quick wins. Howard Finkel gets in the ring to interview him. And Quick says, first of all, I'd like to thank little Jimmy, who's believed in me. Next of all, I can't believe I won the Royal Rumble. I'm going to WrestleMania, Mom. <laughs> so he runs up the turnbuckle and poses, pointing to the Titantron, displaying a giant SummerSlam logo, saying, Live in four weeks in Michigan. <laughs> and we hear a voice over the headset saying, uh, Quickly, kill up Gilbert Sparklers and those Triple H lights. And we close with a very happy, Yet confused, K-Quick being your new hardcore contender. I'm shocked uh, when he po- pointed at the Tron that um, the Tron didn't set on fire. <laughs> I thought about it, but <laughs> I thought, oh, that's a little bit too far. <laughs> uh, what have you got, man? <laughs> Ragnarok. The Ragnarok Rumble, yeah. I'm just going to have a quick swig here because this is going to get insane. You've heard it once before and I've made it bigger since. My God. Bigger? Bigger. Now, there's more matches on this pay-per-view than you previously heard because at first I did the minimum amount of matches. But fuck it. Let's have some fun. All right. We get an epic opening video package. Tells us there is one true granddaddy of them all. The longest running, grandest stage in wrestling today. Starcade. And tonight, we set the rocket on the road to the stars. Or something like that. I don't know. This part's unscripted. I'm stalling for time. We see all your favourite WCW wrestlers talk about the importance of winning the Rumble tonight and the importance of main eventing Starcade. We then see different ships 
floating along the ocean and they there's like a ship for the flock there's a ship for the filthy animals it's all heading towards shore and on the shore we see a silhouette of the world title because this is the beginning of the road to Starcade. this is wcw ragnarok rumble the end of the world as we know it Our theme song for this evening is the Immigrant Song. We are live from Parkin Stadium in Copenhagen, Denmark. Our commentators, as per usual, are Jim Ross and Bobby the Brain Heenan. The entrance stage is a giant Viking ship with a ramp coming off the ship. And in the middle of the entranceway, we see Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Throughout the night, everyone who comes out tries to pick up Thor's hammer with no luck. And it is now time for our opening contest. Yes, that's right. The opening contest is for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. We heard this music for the first time last month. Uh, let's let's wait for it to get to the good bit. And out he comes from Portland, Oregon, via Glasgow, Scotland. The rowdy one. Rowdy. Rowdy. Piper. And it is now time for his opponent... Oh my god, he's got new entrance music! Oh, and out he comes! Chris Jericho comes out! He's wearing Jerry Lawler's crown! He's got the title! He's got a light-up robe! Oh my god, he truly is the king of the world! Uh, the bell rings immediately. Piper's throwing hands at Jericho. 15-minute match. Lots of br- uh, ringside brawling. Piper ki- uh, starts dominating most of the match. Piper goes for the sleeper. Jericho reverses. Jawbreaker. Jericho hits the code breaker. One, two, three. Kick out. Piper kicks out. Jericho starts arguing with the ref. He punches the referee right in the face. Ref goes down. Piper, low blows to Jericho. Piper locks in the sleeper hold. The ref slowly gets up. Jericho's passed out. Jericho's passed out. Oh, my God. The referee calls for the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Piper celebrates with the title. But the ref takes the belt off Piper and the ring announcer announces that your winner by disqualification, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And Chris Jericho 
still your world heavyweight champion. Jericho gets to his feet, snake attacks Piper, hits him with the belt over and over again. Piper's a bloody mess. He gets helped out of the arena. Jericho makes his way with his title to a corporate box where Vince McMahon is waiting for him. Uh, And while we're there, Vince McMahon gets a phone call in the corporate box and he says, oh, you want a chance to promote your, what, improv comedy pay-per-view? Yeah, sure. I've got a great opportunity since you just happen to be in Denmark. How about you enter the Rumble match tonight? Yeah, 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 you'll be fine. It's all fake. Don't worry about it. Uh, Paul Heyman then announces tomorrow night on Nitro, we will have a rematch for the World Heavyweight Championship. Roddy Piper versus Chris Jericho, no DQ match. All right, and next, hang on. This wasn't on our format. Definitely not on our original format. It's the original gangster, the extreme champion, New Jack. He comes out. Uh, He says it's a load of shit that he isn't defending his title on pay-per-view. So, so he's out here and he's issuing an open challenge. Because the fact that he's not on this card when he is the longest reigning extreme champion of all time and I'm not even on this card, that fact is a load of fucking bullshit. Never gets old hearing this. Thank you, baby. Yes, out comes the Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik has accepted New Jack's open challenge for this extreme championship opportunity. Uh, New Jack immediately slaughters Sheiky Baby with some weapons, but out come the Steiner brothers. They beat down New Jack. Sheik puts New Jack in the camel clutch. He keeps wrenching back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you hear that sound? Oh, my God. I think the Iron Sheik just broke New Jack's back. Oh, my God. The referee, even though this is an extreme match, he has no choice. He has to call this off. The Iron Sheik just won. And the Iron Sheik is your new extreme champion. And New Jack might have been humbled. And his back is definitely broken. Wow. I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, uh, that was another last-minute addition to this pay-per-view. Next up is the first of a series of Ministry Darkness versus Crow's Nest matches. Kane versus Vampiro, Kane's first official singles match. Kane's thrown off early by the speed of Vampiro. Eventually, Kane's strengths too much. Kane catches Vampiro, who jumped off the top rope, with a big goozle, chokeslam, one-handed. Kane wins after only a few minutes. 
Paul Heyman backstage with Devon Dudley, who tells him, Paul, the rule was that Bubba can't enter with me, but you never said anything about Spike. So Paul Heyman agrees and lets Devon enter the Rumble with Spike Dudley tonight. Next up is The Undertaker versus Jake Roberts in a snake pit match. There is a glass case full of snakes next to the ring. The winner just has to simply lock their opponent in this glass case full of snakes. The match begins after a lengthy back and forth struggle. Jake gets the upper hand, hits a DDT on The Undertaker, but Kane comes out on the ramp with Damien in his hands. He puts Damien in a bag and he sets the bag on fire. Jake is destroyed, is distraught. Kane has burnt Damien again. Jake turns around, gets hit with a tombstone. Paul Bearer lifts up the lid of the snake pit. Taker chokeslams Jake into a pit full of snakes. Taker wins, and the lights go out and come back on, and Jake Roberts has vanished as well as the snakes inside the box. Paul Bearer announces that Taker, Kane, Papa Shango, Farouk, and the boss man will enter the Rumble tonight, and the executioner will not enter as his entire focus is on destroying Sting in this next match. All righty. Uh, Paul Heyman receives a phone call. He says, well, 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 if it isn't entrant number 30. Yes, your contract is official. And that stipulation you wanted in your contract is official for next month. Sting versus the Executioner in a Blood Eagle death match. This is convoluted. The goal is to make your opponent bleed and then tie them up to your symbol and raise the symbol in there. On one side of the stage, we see the Ministry symbol. On the other side of the stage, we see the Scorpion symbol for Sting. Uh, this is a violent brawl. The Executioner busts open Sting early, but Sting fights back. Sting grabs the belt from around the referee's waist. Slash opens the back of the Executioner. The Executioner is now bleeding. They brawl their way up the ramp. Sting hits a scorpion death drop off the stage through some tables. Sting somehow gets up, ties the Executioner to his giant scorpion symbol. The symbol elevates. Sting wins. And Sting says that he will see Taker tonight in the Rumble match, as him, Muda, Luger, and Vampiro will enter the Rumble together. Next up is the Boneyard match. And we hear the tunes of Eric and the Dominoes. Uh, is that it? Derek and the Dominoes song. Layla and Layla walks into the boneyard yelling for the dark bride to arrive all of a sudden we hear a motorbike in the distance (laughs) 
Oh, this pops me every time. Oh my god. Yeah, long ass intro on this song. And we see in the distance a motorbike with a lady on it. She rides full speed towards Layla. It's Michelle McCool on the bike. And as she goes full speed towards Layla, she gets closer to Layla and she jumps off the bike with a huge flying clothesline off a moving motorcycle. And the bike continues to drive around the corner as if it's possessed. Oh, man. Layla says says to Michelle, how am I even supposed to win this match? Michelle points at a grave and says, bury me, bitch. This is not a pretty fight. Lots of punches and kicks from Layla to McCool. There's a lot of bad blood here. This has been building up for almost a year now. Uh, lots of punches and kicks from Layla to McCool, but it doesn't phase the, the dark bride. Michelle starts laying some heavy hands on Layla, some big soup bones from Michelle McCool. She has Layla set up for a choke slam near the grave, but out of nowhere, Layla throws dirt in the face of Michelle. Layla hits Michelle with a shovel over the head. Layla hits a huge suplex into the grave. Even my dogs are going off in the background. They are excited by this extravaganza. Uh, Layla climbs into a tractor to dump the dirt over Michelle as the crowd in my background are popping hard for this exciting event. <laughs> Fucking Alkita, shut up! Um, yeah, she's set up. Oh, my God. Layla climbs into a tractor to dump the dirt over Michelle, but the lights flicker, and all of a sudden, standing behind Layla is a silhouette. It's the demon assassin, Rosemary. What the hell is she doing here? She sprays black mist into the face of Layla. Michelle gets up, chokeslams Layla into the grave. Michelle raises her arms and Layla gets covered in dirt. Michelle celebrates with Rosemary and says to Rosemary, you need to get ready because next month we have a red wedding. So we can officially become the Sisters of Destruction. Flames engulf the camera and Michelle and Rosemary disappear as we fade to black. Wow. Yeah, uh, Kedis was excited about that match. Oh, crowd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. All right, we've got to keep going here. Um. We see a limo pull up, a long white stretch limousine. The camera zooms in. We see some alligator shoes touch the ground. We see a nicely suited arm with a Rolex watch open the door. And the limo driver says to the man in the limo, your private locker room has not been sorted yet. So you may need to wait in the limo before the rumble match. Oh, and you'll be entering at, and the limo driver holds up. Four fingers, the limo door shuts. 
Uh, we see Chris Jericho and Vince McMahon enjoying the evening, uh, enjoying some bubbly in the corporate box as we get ready for the next match. Uh, the next match is for the WCW World Tag Team Championships. Oh, and out they come. Yep. It's Rick. It's Scott. The Steiner Brothers. And they come out. They're, they're flexing. They're doing Steiner Brothers things. And we notice this song's a bit different. and they get in the ring and they await the hardys and the hardys come out steiners versus hardys this is somewhat of a dream match i would say 15 minute match the hardys keep fighting back oh my god accidentally hit a youtube ad did not mean to do that and the hardys keep fighting back every time the steiners get in control the Iron Sheik runs down and he distracts the referee. Uh, he distracts the ref and Scott Steiner low blows Jeff Hardy, but Lita runs in, slaps Big Papa Pump, slaps Big Papa Pump and goes for a twist of fate on the Big Bad Booty Daddy, but he reverses it into a massive kiss on Lita. Lita looks like she almost liked it, but then Scott Steiner hits a belly-to-belly on Lita. Matt and Jeff double-team Scott, but Rick clotheslines Matt out of the ring. Scott hits a belly-to-belly on Jeff, locks in the Steiner recliner. Jeff Hardy taps out. The Steiner brothers are your new tag team champions. Scott spits on Lita, and the Steiners and Sheik celebrate up the ramp with all three men holding gold in WCW now. Wow. Holla, if you hear me, I guess. Dude, I know when an act is getting over, and these guys are over. (laughs) Gotta capitalize. Very true. Very true. All right. Uh, It's now time for the WCW Women's Championship match. And out comes... Wendy Richter, looking as 80s as Wendy can look. She cuts a promo about how she's the only woman in Fug's history to win both the WCW and WWF Women's Championships. She's a true role model and a pioneer to all women everywhere. So whatever Ham and Egger, Paul E. Dangerously, or whatever his name is, has chosen to face me tonight, know that you are stepping into the ring with greatness and know that Wendy won't let you survive because tonight it will be red rum for you because when that that bell rings, the mood will be about to change. What? What? This doesn't make sense. It can't be. 
The announcer says, from the Red Hook District of New Orleans, Louisiana, the woman suplex machine, Jazz! JR screams, it's Jazz! It's Jazz! (laughs) Well played. Bell rings. Jazz immediately hits about five jazz plexes and immediately locks in. Jazz mission! Jazz mission! Wendy passes out. Your new women's champion is Jazz, spelt with one Z. Jesus. Fair enough. Well played. It's Jazz! Oh, my God. That's either going to be loved or hated, either way. Yep. (laughs) Ah, man. And it is now time for your main event of the evening. We see Jericho and Vince eagerly watching from their private box. The rules to this match, four entrants start. Every 90 seconds, we will see a new competitor or group of competitors enter this match. Singles, tag teams, and stables can all enter as one entrant. Elimination occurs by pinfall, submission, or over-the-top rope. Once there are two competitors left, this match turns into a ladder match, and the first person to climb the ladder, retrieve the contract, will main event Starcade for the World Heavyweight Championship. And now the man who lost at Bash at the Beach and earned the number one spot. It's the bizarre one. Gold Dust. And out comes Gold Dust, accompanied by Terry Runnels, as per usual. And number two. We will wait. Eagerly waiting. Eagerly waiting, YouTube ads. That's what I meant. <laughs> and. You need premium. I I really should. I'm definitely getting premium for Starcade. Oh my God! It's Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. And at number three, it's the Godwins. Who cares about their music? Yay! <laughs> the Godwins. Yay! The, and our number four. Four. The crowd starts wooing. Music hits. I could probably skip forward a little bit. Oh my god, it couldn't be. We haven't seen him since the night after Starcade. It couldn't be, could it?
and out he comes. We see the back of a robed man. Everyone's going nuts from Charlotte, North Carolina. He turns around. David Flair. Oh, my God. Everyone's pissed. Everyone's pissed. Everyone hates that. And the match is under, underway. Immediately, the Godwins and Goldie team up on Funk and Cactus. David Flair's strutting and roll. He rolls out of the ring and struts outside the ring. And it's time for five, four, three, two, one. And... Oh my God! It's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. To the surprise of nobody, Dusty goes straight for Gold Dust. Elbow, elbow. Elbow, Goldie's against the ropes. Big clothesline. Goldust is the first man eliminated. No. A Uh, young Tommaso Ciampa looks on in disappointment as Goldie is eliminated. (laughs) Good call. Good call. Continue (laughs) Um, on, sir. No, no, that's good shit. Uh, Yeah, uh, Goldust eliminated by his own father, but Dusty gets attacked by the Godwins. But Cactus and Funk make the save for Dusty here. Funk eliminates... Cactus and Funk eliminate a Godwin each. Goldust runs back in the ring, hits a curtain call on Dusty. David Flair runs into the ring. Flair pins Dusty. Dusty and Goldust brawl to the back. Funk and Cactus are all alone in the ring. For the time being. Uh, Yeah, they're all alone in the ring for the time being. As Flair's still celebrating pinning Dusty. Strutting outside the ring. The number six entrant comes out. It's Bam Bam Bigelow and the American Gigolo. Rick Rude. And they quickly beat down Funk and Cactus tries to make the save. Cactus tries to make a save for Funk, but Bam Bam dumps out Cactus Jack. Boo! And five. Who's going to be this next at number seven? I bet you Chris has no idea what is about to happen here. Five, four, three, two, one. And... What? What is what is this? We see on the big screen it says D M D. Oh my God! It's Isaac Yankum. D M D. Fuck man. <laughs> you, you got confused uh, there for a minute, surely. I thought, are you bringing in Adam Cole on a one-off with Britt Baker on ringside? Yeah, yeah you were confused as fuck. Uh, continue on, sir. Yeah, not a problem, dude. Um, oh, man, I was so happy when I came up with that. I'm just going to revel in it for one more second. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Isaac Yankum, DMD, 
technically I'm allowed to use him. Um, he helps Rude and Bigelow beat down Funk. Flair starts shoving Yankum, but Yankum locks in a locked jaw and Flair submits. Yankum gets an elimination. It's now time for number eight. Five, four, three, two, one, and... Oh, my God. How is this even possible? Oh, my God. I'm doing a rumble and we're getting, like, multiple faces of folly? Who would have thought? It's Dude Love. And Dude Love immediately eliminates Isaac Yankum. D-M-D. Hopefully that's not the last we see of Isaac Yankum. What a tremendous debut by this upstart. Uh, Funk eliminates Bam Bam. Dude Love hits a cactus-style clothesline. He eliminates both himself and Rick Rude. The the former Rude dudes brawl their way up the ramp. And next in is Meng and the Wild Samoans. Funk puts up a fight against the Island Boys, but the Islander Boys... They've got the upper hand. Can I just say, uh, Mm -hmm. doing a rumble, you do have a lot of uh, uh, split personality characters, so it does work well that you're doing one now. Yeah, dude. Like, I could have done about four different entrants for Glenn Jacobs. Oh, don't you worry. I'm going to give you something for free. Uh, All I shall say is Christmas. (laughs) good idea great idea (laughs) my god um so so uh yeah the funk's putting up a fight against island islander boys but the islanders have the upper hand five four three two one and it's the dudley boys but it's spike and devon Spike and Devon, um, they help out Terry Funk here. So it's uh, Devon, Spike and Funk up against the Islanders. The crowd starts chanting ECW for the ECW uh, trio there in the ring. And next in, speaking of hardcore, if I hit unhit mute, there we go. It is the Hollies, Hardcore and Crash. Uh, hardcore and Crash Holly get in the ring. The brawl continues. And uh, the next entrance come in. Oh, my God. Lots of big, meaty men in this ring at the moment. It's the Road Warriors. Stereo power slams to Devon and Meng. They get Meng up for the doomsday, but Meng fights out. Hawk eliminates Spike. Devon rolls up Hawk, and and Hawk's eliminated. Animal hits a power slam and eliminates Devon. The Dudleys and LOD taking each other out. But out of nowhere, oh, my God, Crash Holly eliminates Animal. He snuck up from behind him. Next in is unlucky number 13. Oh, my God. It's the crow's nest. Sting, Luger, Vampiro, Muda. 
and they join the Hollies, Funk, and Mangan, the Wild Samoans. Sting double clothesline gets rid of both Hollies. Another double clothesline gets rid of the Wild Samoans. Just like that, Sting with four eliminations. Next in, five, four, three, two, one. Oh my God, it's Ravens flock. Oh, the stables are coming out now. It's Dreamer, Lash, Canyon, Maven, and Raven, who is just stand, is just standing at the ramp watching from ringside. And Sting immediately throws out Lash. He throws out Canyon. Dreamer thrown out by Sting. And Sting chases out Dreamer. Scorpion Death Drop throws Dreamer out of the arena, who gets run over by a truck, and we never see him again. Uh, because fuck Tommy Dreamer. Uh, eight eliminations for Sting. Maven gets thrown through he the gets middle. Hit by a truck. Yeah, and then the and then the truck catches on fire. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, he's just getting totally poochied. <laughs> just sorry, I have to go to my home planet now, and he dies on the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah, so uh, Maven gets thrown through the middle rope to the outside. Raven drags Terry Funk outside. Hits a huge even flow DDT on the concrete. And next in, it's the Bomb Squad. Awesome and vicious. They take control quickly. Double power bomb on Mang. Sid dumps Mang out of the ring. Next in, it's the man beast rhino and he hits a gore on the ramp to maven who's outside of the ring gore to awesome oh my god rhino pins awesome R rhino eliminates mike awesome gore to vicious and he pins sid rhino eliminates sid gore to vampiro vampiro's gone gore to gore to muda who's now eliminated Four eliminations for Rhino. Luger puts Rhino in the torture rack, but Rhino, uh, but Raven breaks it up. Sting hits a Scorpion death drop to Raven, and he pins Raven. Nine eliminations for Sting. Rhino hits a gore on Luger and eliminates Luger. Five eliminations for the man-based Rhino. Sting attacks Rhino and dumps Rhino over the top rope. Rhino wasn't in there for a long time but he got five eliminations in the process sting is alone in the ring with 10 eliminations oh god and here they come entrant number 17 is the ministry taker at the back with kane first in his boss man he's dumped out farouk he's dumped out 11 eliminations for Sting. Papa Shango comes in and he, he holds up his skull and crossbones and he tries to do some voodoo shit. Voodoo shit. But Sting hits a Stinger splash and throws out Shango. 12 eliminations for the vigilante Sting. Taker gets on the apron, but from the other side of the ring, Kane gets in, jumps Sting from behind, chokeslam to Sting. Kane has Sting in a tombstone position. Taker jumps off the second rope, hits a spike tombstone to Sting. Taker picks up Sting, 
rolls his eyes looking in the face of Sting and dumps him out. Sting has been eliminated. Sting ends on an incredible 12 eliminations. Kane follows Sting out and he chokeslams Sting through the Spanish announce table. But Maven, Maven runs in the ring. Maven wasn't eliminated. Drop kick to The Undertaker. But The Undertaker no-sells it, and Taker beats the shit out of Maven, hits a drop kick of his own to Maven, and Maven goes flying out of the ring. That's two eliminations for Taker. Taker goes outside and beats up Maven through the crowd and throws him through a popcorn machine. We've seen that before. All right, Kane is now alone in the ring. Next in, entrant number 18. Oh my god, that must have this must be who Vince was on the phone to earlier. It's Drew Carey. Drew gets in and offers money to Kane, but Kane hits the money out of his hand, head tilts at Drew. But then Kane tells Drew, he points at Drew to turn around. Takers behind him. Tombstone to Drew. Taker pins Drew, and that's three eliminations for the dead man. Oh, who are gonna be who's gonna be able to stop these two in the ring? The brothers of destruction just decimating this rumble match. Uh, as we get ready for the next entrance. It's the filthy animals. Conan, Chavo, Eddie, Ray, and Kidman. But Taker quickly gets rid of Chavo, then Kidman, then Conan. Oh, my God, Taker's unstoppable. But Eddie and Ray use their speed to avoid the Brothers of Destruction as we wait for five, four, three, two, one. And... Oh, my God. Business is picking up now. It's The Rock. And too thick. Too thick hits stereo super kicks on Taker, who rolls out of the ring under the rope. Stereo kicks to Kane into a rock bottom on Kane, and Rock throws Kane out over the top rope. Taker gets back in and quickly dumps out Yoko, and then Taker dumps out Rikishi. Eight eliminations for Taker. Eddie and Ray jump Taker, but Taker shrugs them off. Taker dumps out Ray. Nine eliminations for Taker. Next in, five, four, three, two, one. Never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo. Mongo has a flurry for Taker, but Taker no sells it. Throws out Mongo. Ten eliminations for Taker. This is just pure decimation by the dead man. Uh, he's got... Rock and Eddie in the ring there as well, but not much going on when five, four, three, two, one. Ah, it's the television champ, the million dollar television champ. Oh my God, I just hit the wrong song again. My God. Uh, The million dollar television champ. Ted DiBiase and Shane McMahon, they're entering together. Uh, uh, Ted tells Shane to get Taker, but Taker, 
hits a choke slam and pins Shane. Eleven eliminations for Taker. Eddie. Eddie goes outside the ring and throws Ted into the ring. Taker grabs Ted and throws out Ted. Twelve eliminations for Taker. When five, four, three, two, one. Oh, here we go. The Hoss champion, Ken Shamrock. Taker is surrounded in the ring by Eddie, Rock, and Shamrock. But Taker fights them off when all of a sudden lights go out and Sting is standing behind Taker. He smashes a bat over the back of Taker's head. Sting disappears. Rock bottom to Taker. Eddie climbs up. Frog splash to Taker. Somehow, Taker still sits up, but he stumbles into a belly-to-belly over the top rope by Ken Shamrock. Oh, my God. Ken Shamrock eliminates The Undertaker. Taker ends tied with Sting on 12 eliminations. This crowd is hot as three huge, huge crowd favorites are about to go at it. But five, four, three, two, one. Eh. New music here. And the booze start to rain down as out they come at number 24. It's the Ruthless Aggression Era. Brock Lesnar, Brian Lawler, Edge, Batista, Big Show, and Dennis Rodman. The Ruthless Aggression Era all beat down the faces here for a while, just toying with them. We see Vince and Jericho giving huge thumbs up from their private box. But next in is number 25. Oh, we saw this last month. Could it be? Oh, my God. It's Shaquille O'Neal. And he's not alone. Once again, bringing Andre the Giant with him. Big Show and Rodman wait for them in the middle of the ring whilst the rest of the era beats down Eddie, Shamrock, and Rock. Big stare down with these four behemoths in the middle and they start trading punches. Shaq out of nowhere dumps out Rodman. Andre dumps out Big Show, but they turn around, get hit with a huge double clothesline by Brock Lesnar and they are both eliminated by the beast, Brock. Lesnar, and next in. Ah, here he comes, the former king, Jerry Lawler. And you know who he's going straight after. He's going for Brian Lawler, but he gets chokeslammed immediately on the ramp by Big Show as Big Show's making his way back to the locker room area. Show throws Lawler in the ring. Brock hits an F5 on Jerry and pins Jerry Lawler. Brian Lawler grabs the unconscious remains of his father's carcass and drags him out and pile drives Jerry Lawler on the ring steps outside of the ring. And Brock Lesnar also has three eliminations now. 
My God. Things are really heating up here. Brock Lesnar is looking dominant in a Rumble match. Who would have thought? As we wait for the next entrance. Oh, my God. How are they... How are they able to stand? It's the Hardy Boys. And out they come, Matt and Jeff, fresh off losing the tag titles earlier tonight. They are nowhere near 100%. Nowhere near it. But they come in, they immediately start going after Brock, but they immediately get hit with F5s by Brock, who stacks them and pins both Hardy Boys. Oh, my God. Five eliminations for Brock Lesnar. Eddie charges at Brock, but gets cut off by a spear from Edge. Brock picks up Eddie and dumps him out. Shamrock goes after Brock, but Batista hits a spear and jackhammer on Shamrock. And Batista throws Shamrock towards Brock, who eliminates Shamrock. Seven eliminations for Brock. Rock is all alone in the ring with Brock, Batista, Edge, and Lawler. Oh, my God. It's... It's Mankind. Mankind runs in to help The Rock, but the numbers are too much. But all of a sudden, Terry Funk comes back in. That's right. He was never eliminated. Terry Funk helps and evens up the odds, but spear to Funk, Batista bomb to Mankind, F5 to Rock. Five, four, three, two, one. Ah, we know who this is, but this is some different music. This is the ECW theme for this guy. It's RVD at 29. But he's not alone. He's got a tag partner. It's Sabu. RVD and Sabu now officially a tag team, I guess. They put up a hell of a fight. But Brock is too strong. F5 to Sabu. Sabu's eliminated. Brock dumps out RVD. Ten eliminations for Brock Lesnar. It appears that the Ruthless Aggression Era are feeding eliminations to Brock because of his amateur wrestling background. Uh, Funk gets up and he has a chair. He hits Brock over the head with a chair, but Brock no-sells it. He hits an F5 to the outside on Funk. Funk put up an incredible effort, but he's finally eliminated. He went from number not, uh, number two to 29. This enrages Mankind, who starts going after Brock. Rock tries to make the save, but Batista drags Rock outside the ring and sets him up for Edge to spear Rock through a barricade. Brock hits an F5 on Mankind and pins him in the middle of the ring. 12 eliminations for Brock. He's now tied with Taker and Sting. Oh, my God. Brock, Edge, Brian Lawler, and Batista are alone in the ring waiting for number 30. Jericho and Vince are in the private box. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh. We see the code hit the screen. D12965 from the first code. It turns into four life. 
B, 19, 23, 5, 5, 20, turns into two sweet. Then the third code, save underscore us. Oh, my God. It turns into save us, Wolfpack. Jericho and Vince look furious. Out they come. Oh, my God. It's Kevin Nash. It's Scott Hall. It's Shawn Michaels and Macho Man Randy Savage. And here they come. Oh, my God. And Macho Man. Oh, my God. He's the one person that's able to pick up Mjolnir from the stage from earlier. Yes. Macho Man picks it up. Oh, my God. He's worthy. He throws the hammer at Brock. But Brock, with one hand, catches it and crushes it. Just like Ragnarok. Um, No. (laughs) Ah. We get an epic four-on-four stare down in the ring. The brawl is on. Brock with Nash. Hall with Batista. Savage and Edge going at it. Oh, my God. This is epic. This is epic. Uh, Yeah, Savage with Edge. Lawler with H3K. H3K super kicks Lawler out of the ring. Brian Lawler is eliminated to everyone's approval. Brock suplexes Nash out. Nash is gone. Hall eliminates Batista, but then he gets dumped out by Brock. Brock and HBK are going at it, and Edge is about to eliminate Savage when all of a sudden through the crowd we see someone with a motorbike helmet and a leather coat on spear Edge in the middle of the ring. That person dumps out Edge and removes the helmet to reveal it's Christian. Brock somehow crawls back into the ring. Brock's uh, and Brock is alone with three men. Your final four is Brock Lesnar, The Rock, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Shawn Michaels. Three men standing next to each other, slowly walking towards Brock. But out of nowhere, switch in music to Rock, and Rock flies over the top rope and shat. And Shawn Michaels has eliminated The Rock. Rock is furious. He gets up on the apron and grabs HBK by the arm. Brock hits a German suplex to Savage. And then Brock quickly runs over and dumps out HBK while The Rock was holding his arm. Oh, my God. HBK and Rock have a stare down outside of the ring but they eventually go their own separate ways. Oh, my God. 15 eliminations for Brock Lesnar. We are down to our final two. It is now a ladder match. Brock with 15 eliminations and Savage with no eliminations. A referee slides the ladder into the ring. Brock repeatedly suplexes Savage Suplex City, bitch. One final suplex on top of the ladder. And now a huge F5 on top of the ladder. Uh, Onto the ladder. Brock sets the ladder up. He starts the long climb for the contract. Vince and Jericho in their private box start pouring bubbly into their glasses. Oh, my God. It can't be. 
Jericho and Vince immediately spit out their bubbly. His hair. It's Austin. It's Austin. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Jericho and Vince simultaneously spit out their bubbly. He runs down with the chair in hand. He hits Brock in the back multiple times with the chair. Brock slides down the ladder. Austin hits six headshots with the chair to Brock. Brock still won't go down. Despite that, he is now a bloody mess. Austin flips off Brock, hits a stunner. A huge stunner that sends Brock flying out of the ring. Austin grabs a beer and chugs it as he leaves. Savage climbs up the ladder and Macho Man Randy Savage grabs the contract. Savage wins the Ragnarok Rumble. Randy Savage is the first ever Ragnarok Rumble winner. The rest of the Wolfpack, Hall, Nash, Michaels get back in the ring. They grab a mic and Nash says, Wolfpack in the house. Nash says, uh, Nash says that these four guys right here have had our problems, but our mutual hatred of Vince McMahon is what brought us together. Our mutual hatred for everything you guys have done. In fact, we spoke to Paul Heyman and have already negotiated the main event for next month. It will be Brock Lesnar, Edge, Batista, Big Show, and the fifth member of their team, Vince McMahon, against us four and our mystery man in a five versus five War Games match. War Games? War Games! War Games! Because, because next month, WCW presents... Say it, Chris. War Games! Ooh, that's terrible. <laughs> War games. Um, Vince from his private box does that signature shocked gulp thing that Vince McMahon so famously does. Uh, uh, hang on. Uh, we brought you into WCW, Vince. Now we're taking you out. Savage says, Jericho, that title is mine. Oh, yeah. post credit scene, uh, credits start to play. All right. We see the wolf pack walking through the halls backstage. Michael says to the other three, are you sure we can work with this other guy? They all say, yeah, trust us. He wants Vince even more than we do. Working with him will be easy. They walk into a private locker room and we see a man in a desk chair with his back towards the camera saying, I love you guys. Everything went to plan, right? They all say, yes. What about our five on five match? Hall says, yeah, dude. Five versus five next month. War games. And also, because this year it's five versus five, it's no longer five-minute intervals, though. It's now three-minute intervals. 
The man in the chair says, wait a minute. Did you just say three minutes? And we see the man in the chair's face smiling as we fade to black. You gotta admit, that was fucking a bit much. <laughs> no, I completely forgot about uh, old Easy E showing up at the end there. Yeah, um, because I threw a million fucking things at you, and I added more since you last heard it. Um, the first version of this that you heard, I didn't have Ma- uh, Mick Foley doing the three different uh entrant gimmick yeah um which i immediately regretted so yeah i'm glad i actually got a second chance to make up for that well, don't worry it's not gonna happen every time now you gotta be on your a game yeah that's that's <laughs> it i'll i'll bring it i'll bring it team just bring it exactly my dude uh whatever happened to that guy Nah. Uh, Showed up at, what, SummerSlam last year and no one's seen him since. And the other guy sponsored Survivor Series and no one's heard of him since. Yeah, that's true. Um, My God. um, What a show. Yeah, uh, it's jazz. (laughs) You asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought you might have put Spike out there just dressed up (laughs) and given him, like, a paper title. Like just to joke around. Well, uh, originally was originally the plan was to have Jazz get screwed in that match and have the fuck the women's title. <laughs> uh the FTW belt. But uh, I just thought fuck it. <laughs> Let's put the belt on it. Let's see how this goes. Um yeah, uh my favorite thing of this whole show, if you could tell by the reactions, um, surely Isaac Yankum DMD is a highlight for everyone that listened to my pay per view. Um, so yeah, we should probably. I'm sure uh, nine out of ten des- dentists recommend your show. Yeah. <laughs> my God. Yeah. Uh, if only I had Tony Schiavone to get overproductive of Isaac Yankum like he does Britt Baker. Um, Wait, who do you have on commentary? You have JR. And Bobby Heenan. Oh, that's right. You got Bobby the Brain. Yeah. I thought you would have tried to get Giovanni somewhere. Thought about it, but honestly, I've got... Like, I've I've also got Jerry Lawler on my roster. I've got plenty of announcing depth. depth. I've got Main Jane still, too. So... Yeah, that's I true. Should, I should probably write Main Jane into more interviews, to be honest. That's probably one thing I'm not doing enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've got a big announcement. I've got some more releases. Like, I did a release the first time we recorded that, and I released Tommy Dreamer, obviously, because fuck him and what he said on Dark Side of the Ring. I just still can't forgive him for it. But I've and got... what did who I release last time? Uh, you released Steve Blackman. Yeah, so the original plan as I said on the first time recording this, was to have 
Steve and um, Al Snow like end up winning the tag team titles at some point, and yep. then they lose them, and that causes the rift between them. And then yep. Al, if the Blue World Order is still around, goes to join them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I oh, dear. I'm supposed to do this. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a bit rusty myself. Squeeze. All right. There we go. Yeah. Excuse all my right. bottle of plonk. No, that's all right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, so I've got one, two, eight releases. <laughs> um. Uh. I'd, Do I, asked, I need to release? I asked you before, is, is there a limit? You said no, so I'm just doing a big one right now because there's some people I want to have every shot at trying to get out of that free agency. I want to get them before you do, especially now knowing who I've got on my R-block picks. Yeah, yeah. So for those unaware, we uh, recorded that part off air, Yeah, <laughs> our, our pick. So you've got to... Uh, Hold up, who you getting? So I'm, who you're releasing? I am releasing Winter. Oh, uh, I thought I, you had big plans for her. I, I had a plan, but I've got a different plan now. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the former Katie Lee virtual? Yeah, I had a plan, but I think I'm just going to go something not so crazy with it anymore. Uh I'm also releasing Maria Canellis, someone I don't think I even used. Um, I should have done this the first time we recorded, but I forgot to. I'm releasing Beulah McGillicuddy because, like, if I'm not going to have Tommy, I'm not much point having Beulah. Uh, I'm releasing from the Wild Samoans, Arthur. And I'm releasing... Seeker. And I'm releasing Drew Carey. We got our one. How did you get him? Random free agent, man. He's in the Hall of Fame, dude. How can we forget? And I'm also releasing, I did have plans, but uh, I probably don't have the time to do it. Michael P.S. Hayes. And I'm releasing... Henry O'Godwin. So that is eight releases. I'm not releasing Phineas. Hmm. I wonder why. Uh, would happen to do with a certain Undertaker tattoo. <laughs> it would happen to do with um, maybe I can find a fanny pack for him to wear and nothing else. <laughs> okay. There's your releases. Winter Thank you Mar very much. Yep. Maria Canales, Beulah McKittakali, Alpha Seeker, the celebrity Drew Carey, who was somehow in Denmark, Michael <laughs> Pierce Hayes, and Henry O'Godwin. <laughs> Excuse so, my spelling. Yeah, that's fine. Yep. Um, okay, and we've already done our twists. Um, yeah, so we, um, we already did our twists for this episode. You've uh, read it off the top. Uh, yeah. You've so got I'm, a... a War games? Um, yeah, I got a war games just in time, so that's fine. Oh, and I got a a um a loser twist, and because I had two twists, you got an extra one, and that was like a free agent. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, and I need to draw out 
eight free agents. Okay, hang on. I'm keeping count here. Yep, please do. All right, as I draw out each one. I won't say the names, but I'll uh, actually give I a should, reaction. I should shuffle them first. I can see all my releases on top. <laughs> you already put them in there. Oh, yeah, because you've got a chance of drawing them back out. Hence, yeah, uh, honky. the honky-tonk man situation. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you have him at the moment, or is he in the pool? No, nah, he's back in the pool, my man. Yeah, yeah. Honky. We've got yeah. eight chances of Honky. There, there's a real good chance I could get him, but instead I have drawn out. This is an interesting one. Ooh. Yeah, we've yeah. got a couple of, uh, of phases of him. Yeah, there's actually a lot I could do with him. I might, I might uh, keep him on the bench for now, but I will... I will use him at some point. So center half bench, not left right out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the first one drawn. You've still got seven more. All right. All right I'm just. I'm keeping yep. tabs of them. All right. Good. Good. Because it's gonna be hard for me to remember. Yeah, we've so many. <laughs> yeah. It's easier me keeping tabs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the sort All of part righty. that makes boring radio, unfortunately, but it makes it more surprising. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can just vamp for me while I... Oh. <laughs> oh, vamp. I thought you said vape. <laughs> What's Randy nice Orton doing in the free agency pool? My goodness. Yeah, What? what's an empty, ripped-up, poorly piece of paper doing in the free agent pool? My God. What? Uh, Pick your own wrestler. How'd that end up in there? <laughs> Well, uh, Alex drew a blank, so that's his second choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. This is a fun one. Um, Hang on. Oh, my oh. God. Can you see that? Yeah. All right. Good. Cool. I'm All not right. too familiar with what you can do with him, but it sounds like you've got an idea already. I mean, he's a good light heavyweight guy. A good hand. Yeah, he's a good hand. Like, he can probably fit into a roll or two. Alrighty. Oh, boy. Alex seems excited. Oh, I know exactly where he's going. Dude, I can just do a death match with him and one of my R block picks. <laughs> little little sneaky hint there for the humans, but yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Alrighty. Um so that is three. Shit. That is three. <laughs> this is gonna this is taking way too long. Alrighty. My goodness. Oh, I see. Ah, actually, yeah, okay, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Truth be told, I was thinking about drafting him during our block. Oh, right. Um, you know what? I might just do something completely different for him. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I might get a bit creative, if you will. Well, that's halfway. So yep. far, Alex has a sort of a mixed bag of his picks. 
Yeah, uh, this I'm really happy about, to be honest. Oh, it's like great timing. Yeah, I'm not going to use him in that role, though. No way. I got, oh. I got, I got other plans. Okay, so that's, uh, that's five. Alex has uh, something else in mind for that one. Yep. Um, okay, exciting... Exciting podcasting continues. It does. That's how it works. Oh, what the fuck, man. <laughs> oh, I was bound I know to where you can put that. Uh, th- there's an obvious thing to do, I guess, but my God. All right. It's, uh, something along the lines of... Uh, a big cage. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> See, oh. Alex gets angry that he draws out someone he's like mentally blocked. How what the fuck am I gonna do with this guy? And I'm like, a little nudge in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, well yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, remember when I was pissed that I got Rikishi? Yeah, and what did <laughs> I say to you? Oh, you just Basically hinted to put him with the Samoans. Now, now I've got too many Samoans that I had to release a couple because, like, I just can't have like a babyface stable have six people in it. Uh, second last pick here. I'm sorry, dude. It finally happened. Oh, ho, ho. do you want to let him in on that or not yet? Uh. Humans, it's going to be a bit surprising when the debut happens. I'm just going to say that. Remember, you've got to uh, debut the t- the uh, the full pick there before you can release. <laughs> yep, yep, all right. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, final choice. Oh, my God. I'm just thinking of your uh, R block your, pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, one, two, three great picks straight away. Uh, dude, like four. Gee, year, yeah. year, year three could be the year that I start doing like banger matches instead of ridiculous storylines. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Alex going deep in the pile here, trying to get a lucky one. I'm just praying the Tonky Tonk Man again. My God, that would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep, here we go. Okay. As Alex uh, closes his eyes, plays, prays to the Fugs gods. Oh, I know exactly where to pair that. My God, there's a million things I could do with that. I actually wish I had him in, had him for the rumble. Okay, he, I'm he send, send Alex through his full list now, so I don't read him out on there. But um, that last pick, you could uh pair with someone in the rumble. You could pair with somebody, uh, in a. Certain oh my division. god! You can pair with someone from R Block. Yeah, no, I just realized. I just realized the R Block thing. Yeah, yeah, I just had that realization. Cool, nice. <laughs> okay, 
So Ragnarok Rumble and No Mercy are in the books. Uh, what comes up next? Up next is uh, WCW War Games. War Games! War Games! It's War um, Games! <laughs> oh, we won't hear that this year. Oh, man, that's that. Oh, I burped. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I could uh, see if uh, one Mr. Lord Stephen Regal is free for a night. <laughs> yeah, so the matches we have announced for War Games, the Father's Day Massacre, Dusty Rhodes versus Gold Dust, Jerry Lawler versus Brian Lawler, and the Ruthless Aggression Era, Batista, Brock Lesnar, Edge, Big Show, and Vince McMahon versus the Wolfpack, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and yes, the person who debuted in the post credit scene, Eric Bischoff. Yeah, uh, a bit going on. Yeah, uh, for us, we have Summer Slam. So as I pull up my roster here, we have a lot in place. So uh, I'm looking back on my roster. We have Hall of Pain members, Booker T and, um, and Stevie Ray have their, uh, what do you call it? Have their champion, tag team championship opportunity. Sorry, I just had a big mental blank there. Um, Hall of Pain member D'Lo Brown challenging the Euro Continental champions, uh, both the IC and the uh, EU champion. Felix Skipper winning the um, uh, light heavyweight tournament to uh, challenge the light heavyweight champion. Uh, also from the Hall of Pain, we have Hall of Pain member Kay Quick, who thinks that he won the Royal Rumble, is going on to WrestleMania next month, but he's challenging <laughs> for the hardcore championship. So good. Uh, we have Hall of Pain member uh, Jacqueline challenging for the Women's Championship because you won Queen of the Ring, something I did before WWE did Queen's Crown, something I didn't think they'd ever do. Yeah, yeah, shit. Just like how uh, Smart Mark Sterling on the Major Wrestling Figure podcast stole my idea of having Mike Awesome and Sid Vicious as a tag team. Yeah. And, it, and it, he's... Has... He stole your idea for the Mark Henry-led faction. He had the House of Pain. You've got the Hall of Pain. Yeah, the Hall of Pain just lends itself so much better. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, Mark Henry challenging for the World Championship. Uh, also a bit to come out on TV. Uh, Follow-up, I guess, from the uh, the ECW champions and uh, the American wrestling agents, lack of them keeping them out of the building. Yeah. Uh, I have hinted at a few things for um, the Bellas and what I want to do there. I have discussed it with you previously off air, so you sort of have a hint of where I'm going with that. Yeah, well, you might have to run it over with their um, with their other halves now, but you'll have to cross company lines to do that. Jeez, there's a, a big hint. Huge hint, humans. Uh, other than that, yeah. Oh, and the inter... Into um, sport, I guess you could call it, about the uh, mixed rules or no rules. Boxer yep. versus wrestler, Antonio Noki versus um, Mike Tyson. That's awesome, man. That's yeah. so good. So much history there. I, I already have a pretty good idea of what Anoki's going to do as soon as that bell rings. 
Oh, yeah. Maybe. 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 Other than that, yeah. Still, uh, Vern Gonya in control. We'll see what happens there. Yep. And we are officially on the road to Starcade, humans. So if you recall last year, shit got really crazy the closer we got to Starcade. And it's going to get even worse this year. Yeah, that sounds sounds good. Uh, I suppose, with that being said, uh, we should bid adieu. Where can the good humans find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Fruities Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. Search us up on Facebook, Wrestling WrestlingOzStyle. Check out the Smack It Down podcast if you want. And you can find Chris at... At I'm Chris Funder on Twitter. Come tell me how my booking sucks and how you would do it better. Especially El Snow and Head being the feature act. <laughs> that is like the one thing I can unanimous, unanimously say you are doing right. Like oh. that is the best thing you're doing. Fair enough. Uh, as well as you can come watch me game on Twitch. Normally four nights a week. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Chris Funder. You can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling Gold Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. I can't do it anymore either. It's gonna be the ruthless aggression era versus the NWO Wolfpack in War Games. War Games. War Games. Um, considering your reaction, it was gonna be a one-off, but I think we'll see Isaac Yankum DMD again. Isaac Yankum DMD. Now all you need is a Bobby the Brain Heenan to get overly protective of him. <laughs> That's it. And, um, well, he doesn't have a Britsburg like Britt Baker, so he can be the New York Yankee Yankum. <laughs> the U- New York Yankeeville. <laughs> the, the New York Yankums. <laughs>